The woman brushed past Alden and into the crowd, leaving behind a fragrance of violets that went right to his head. Her lithe form filled out the period dress she wore and the bustle. Okay, so he was an ass man. How much of what he focused on belonged to her, and how much to the wire, or whatever frame under the many yards of brown fabric covered with sprigs of pink flowers and leaves? Normally, he wouldn't have noticed the print. But when it swayed over a bottom like that? He lifted his cup, then grimaced, and tossed his cold latte into a faux whiskey barrel, printed with the words, Goldland Township, trash only. What else would he put in it? Clearly not bottles and cans. A fake beer keg stood nearby, marked Goldland Township, recyclables. He chuckled. How appropriate for the late 1800s. Still, he had to admire their ecology-mindedness. Not many of the ghost towns he debunked made the effort. While he'd been distracted by ironic wastebaskets, the object of his lustful interest had left his field of vision. Peering over the heads of the people along the boardwalk, he searched for a sign of the desert rose, but she'd disappeared. Her ensemble made it likely she was a local, though, participating in the ruse that had brought the town back from near extinction to a thriving tourist mecca. Over the past few months, every ghost hunting show had arrived and left with footage of real hauntings. Even one or two teams who usually could be counted on to debunk the lies and cheats that people employed to draw attention to themselves, for whatever reason. Like many small towns in less populated areas, this one had suffered from a lack of economic opportunity, leading all its young people to leave in search of jobs and higher education. It had been, according to his researchers, in danger of drying up and blowing away before the indigo princess appeared. But the good people of Goldland had better beware. On the day of the full moon, the production crew for Not On My Watch would arrive to film the monthly hijinks, which made the town so popular. They would begin their stakeout right after the gala parade scheduled for nightfall the next night. So he had the rest of the day to occupy himself with undercover investigation. And he wouldn't have minded a little chat, maybe grabbing a drink with the pretty lady with the sable brown hair and the interesting bustle. In the name of research, of course. Perhaps a little of the strong charm could get her to spill the details of what everyone was up to. Unknown to the devious denizens of yet another deceitful town, Alden Strong, host of the program, had already arrived to do some snooping. There were bound to be citizens he could get chatty in the saloon with later on. By the time the actual vans with the logo on the side drove into town and the cameras rolled, he would already have the scoop, and it would be just a matter of showing the public that there was still no such thing as ghosts. Or real fortune tellers. Werewolves. Vampires. Fairies. Or effective get-rich schemes. But in this case, ghosts. As the sun crept below the horizon in a ball of red and orange fire, the traffic began to thin out. The lodgings couldn't hold all the tourists at this time of the month. From the news footage he'd watched, many people still stayed in a much bigger town nearby, where there were a couple of casinos and more hotel rooms. But remodeling on several mid-19th century buildings promised more accommodations soon. A gaming license was also rumored to be in the final approval stages for the saloon. He didn't mind people getting ahead, but he despised them using the feeble minds of gullible fools to do it. Not that they didn't deserve it. Wasn't the world interesting enough without spooks and aliens? He pulled a small tablet from his pocket and made notes on the buildings he passed.
A mercantile? A saloon? Spilling sons of the pioneers-type cowboy music? A rock shop advertising local ore? And across an alley, a two-story schoolhouse, freshly painted and judging by the period-looking, but clearly new playground equipment outside the door, still in use. He paused when a light flared in one of the upper-story windows. Who would be there so late in the day? He had some ideas. It could be a teacher with papers to grade, or a janitor, or perhaps someone working on a project they didn't want the tourists to know about? A new ghostly surprise for the full moon night? If so, he needed to take care. The double front doors were closed, and even if he had wanted to be seen there, probably locked. Not worth taking a chance on testing.